Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me for the first time in a long time, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ethan Carter. What is up, Vincent? It has been, <laughs> it's been a, a minute, as the kids say. A hot minute. A hot minute. A hot minute. minute. A hot minute. <laughs> it really hot minute. It's, it, I was driving home today, and I was just thinking, it feels like we really haven't talked even in two weeks, because we barely... I think both of us have been busy, so we haven't texted much or uh, telegrammed much. And uh, yeah, it's it's weird, but I'm excited to be back. I, I missed I missed you, I missed the podcast, and I missed our guests. And yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm excited I, I, to be I'm back. Su- I'm surprised. I'm surprised you think I have anything going on, Ethan. I don't know what could possibly <laughs> be going on in my life. It's not like all hell broke loose, but right. no, everything. <laughs> yeah, so no, weird. you got like, nothing going on, Vincent. Nothing at all. No, right? nothing, nothing at all. I don't know where you got that idea how, from. Yeah, how is all that going? Oh, so we've had a couple of showings, but we haven't gotten any offers on the house. But I'm just going to tell you, selling your house absolutely sucks. Ugh. And the worst part of it is... I mean, look, I'm just going to say it outright. It's not like we lived like slobs, okay? Mm-hmm. We didn't. A house was, the house was clean. It may, not, it may have been a little cluttered, but it was clean. When you know that at any given moment you could get a phone call or a text message that someone wants to out. come see your house, and, well, and it's got to be ready to show all the time, right. Right. you become very aware of clutter and Ugh. little fragments of leaf on your floor and like branches on your walkway and like every stupid little thing you could think of. And like every, it's like every morning since the house went on sale, I have been like roaming the house, like cleaning like a man. That is the most, that sounds horrible. (laughs) It's, it's terrible. But the good, the good part is, so right before we had the open house, we had the, um, the cleaning woman from my office came and she really deep cleaned everything. Yeah. Deep, deep clean, like cleaned the hell out of it. And they were very happy with how everything looked. They were super, super happy. The house showed really well. We've gotten good feedback from the agents that brought clients. So that's good. And then she's coming back now. She's starting tomorrow, actually. She's going to be coming every single week now to, to, to just freshen it up because it's like oh, I, I can't good. keep up i'm gonna no, be exhausted exactly. if i try to keep up with this and right you know and, and you know, she knows what she's doing too like, yeah exactly she's a pro and i mean she deep cleaned the whole house in five hours like the whole house deep clean like scrub things like i said i think i said it on the podcast things that i didn't know were not clean until she cleaned them right <laughs> I was like, right right oh that looks very different now. Well, so but. when so when I was selling my condo, you know, a f- few years ago to move down uh, to move in with Bettina, she came up and did like a cleaning, like with me. You know, I did it with her, and she cleaned things that I was like, I never even have even thought of cleaning. Actually, I was watching so Seinfeld's on <laughs> Netflix now, and uh, mm-hmm. I was watching Seinfeld this weekend, and there's an episode where the guy, uh, spoiler alert, who who's not seen Seinfeld in every episode. Um, but there's a, a episode where uh, he has someone to come and clean. And he talks about like cleaning the, like the nozzle of the like detergent bottle from the kitchen. And then like, and then like windexing <laughs> the little peephole. Like those are the things that like, like Bettina would, Bettina would like not, maybe not to that degree, but like those are the types of things. And I would never have thought of that, but it's like, yeah, but people that like love cleaning, catch, catch that mm-hmm. stuff, you know? When you live in the Northeast in the fall, 
and oh, yeah. leaves start hitting the ground and you start tracking them in the house, that's when you realize what a pain in the ass fall actually is. Like, I love fall. I think it's beautiful. I think it, when I, you know, around me is nothing but mountains. So I'm happy with fall. You look around, the trees are all beautiful. Right, it's beautiful. But man, I can yeah, but oof, it's not so beautiful when it's on your floor. <laughs> well, let me, like, this will be my one, one dog comment of the night. But yeah, uh, get a puppy and, an, and a bigger dog. And it's just like, I don't even know how they bring in so much leaves and dirt like it's it's Detritus. insane like there's like dirt in like weird places and leaves like is there's tumbleweeds i mean i swear it's, it's crazy oh man it's it's good to have you back it felt like it felt so weird like to have two weeks like you know you, it's not unusual for it to be like a week without you but two right. weeks in a row with no ethan was like whoa well, luckily, trust me luckily. trust me vincent i hopefully no one i don't think anyone listens from work well no nah, and they would they would understand <laughs> this as well i would much rather been recording this than being at a all-week sales <laughs> conference let me tell you i will say that i was very lucky that both guests were friends so yeah, yeah. talking to Ashley, right. yeah, talking to Ashley and talking to Dean was like was a breeze because it, it's like oh, it okay, made me feel better too. I was like, anyway. yeah, I was like oh, he's this, this will be a fun conversation anyway. So yeah. exactly, and then and then you come back just in time for us to talk to an actual celebrity oh. in our space, which is <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so one of the things I love about YouTube, I've said this a million times on this podcast, but I mean, if I'm not living proof that YouTube's algo knows it's viewers i don't know what it is, youtube youtube suggests me some of the coolest people and one of the people that suggested to me i think it was about the end of the maybe the beginning of this year the end of last year was a, a channel from someone in the uk which is not that unusual because i follow a lot of people in the uk but this woman is just one of the most enth enthusiastic people and like one of those people who not afraid to try anything and goes mm -hmm. for it and just does crazy cool things and is very good at teaching you through demonstration and even when things don't go well. Right, learning some, from the mistakes. That's exactly yep. what I was thinking. Yep. And sometimes things don't go well and they're still pretty damn cool, which is exactly. also awesome. So this week we have <laughs> finally, after the long long road to get here which apparently traversed through scotland <laughs> my good friend and our guest this week is the one and only claire burgess from claire's crafty corner hi claire welcome claire hey, thank you so much it's so good to um be here to be chatting to you guys so for those of you that don't, aren't aware of time differences and time zones it's now like quarter after one in the morning claire has stayed yeah. up late to talk to us and it's absolutely wonderful we really appreciate that and talk to everyone out there now. yes <laughs> yes our massive audience <laughs> i appreciate you letting everyone know that you know <laughs> dedication. You, well dedication is a good thing it to is. start with when we talk about you because you are i mean you've you've changed over from um part-time to full-time correct yes i have uh, yes i didn't Only... i don't think i knew that congrats that's yeah. awesome thank you thank you yes it was a massive um a massive risk massive transition but i had to do it because i just couldn't i couldn't do both in the end my nine that's... to five was um preventing me from <laughs> slowly <laughs> eating yeah. you inside <laughs> yeah <laughs> slowly eating your soul it was yeah, killing me <laughs> <laughs> it basically was um obviously yeah working from home since march 2020 um i found myself just not able to go back i think april may this year I, I thought i just i can't go back they started talking you know we need to come back soon and i thought oh, i just can't 
So <laughs> not that was today, that. guys. <laughs> not <laughs> so today. I chose the poor life, and now I do YouTube full time. So yeah. Uh, well, me personally, I'm super excited about that. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. I'm way happier. I'm just so much happier. It's well, unreal. I can't imagine. I mean, the level of enthusiasm that you have going into every project. <laughs> and then the my favorite thing about you, and this is not an insult, by the way. This is absolutely not an <laughs> insult. It's, it may come off like me making fun. I'm not. I absolutely love when you do the reveal of something, when you take something out of a mold or you take something <laughs> and you go, Oh my word, I'm so happy with this. <laughs> and I'm just I I just want to clap for you because like look how like that is just It's genuine. Yeah, it's so Yeah. Like we get so jaded. If you you make stuff for a long enough period of time, no matter how cool it is, you get tired of what you make after a while and you just don't do that. Like every single video, it's like I can't believe this works so well. Look at this. And it's awesome. You're killing the accent. I mean, come on. <laughs> Um, I, I, do you know what? With resin and with jesmonite, no two pieces are the same. That's mm -hmm. the thing. Right. So it really is sometimes. And resin does what resin wants. Yep. So you, you don't know what you're going to get. It's, it is an unpredictable result. Um, so, yeah, sometimes I am really, really, really chuffed with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, always love, I always love when people start working with resin and one of the things that you notice when you work with resin right off the bat, like you, you get, you know, you mix your little your little cups of all different colors, and you're like, I'm going to do this beautiful swirl, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and I just I sit there go, yep, mm hmm, mm hmm. And nope. you know, you watch someone, it's like this is going to be so good, and they stick the, the popsicle stick in, and they're twirling it around, and they go, oh, this is so beautiful, I can't wait to see it set. And then like a day later, it's just brown. <laughs> Well, everything defaults yeah. to brown. <laughs> That's basically basically what it is. Resin has a tendency to pull into the middle of your mold. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you really have to have the patience to be waiting an hour before yep. you put any patterns in. And even then, there's no guarantee that they're going to come out. So I tend to stir, stay away from that kind of stuff because mm -hmm. um, I don't have any patience. But you, it you, is like that. It is you, like that. It's good that you don't have patience because you work with something that we can't really get. We've talked about this in the past, by the way, everyone listening. But you yeah. work a lot with jesmonite, and I am so jealous because jesmonite is something we just can't get in the United States. Like it's, I still don't really understand what it yeah, is so either. For, for those of us <laughs> who are uninitiated, and I feel sorry if you've never seen it, but for those of us who are uninitiated, what is jesmonite? Like... I, I've seen I, you've done you've done you did a really cool video when you first really started working with Jesmonite where you compared like Jesmonite concrete and plaster of Paris, which I thought was really good because it's like since you for people that couldn't get Jesmonite, at least there's some kind of alternative, which may not be exact. But what is Jesmonite like? What is it like? How does it what is it like working with it, et cetera, et cetera? Um, right. So Jesmonite is um, an eco-friendly, biodegradable, water based powder based acrylic compound resin there you go wow and, uh, <laughs> uh, nice like and I, I'm, I i know we didn't we didn't uh tee that question up so no. i know that you didn't have that right written that's down amazing. so that's really impressive <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, <laughs> it's taken me a while to learn it off but yeah it, it, um yeah so basically it it's a building material so it was designed in it was designed 40 years ago um in in the uk um, and it is it was up until I would say the last couple of years predominantly used in the building trade mm -hmm. um, 
for yeah in architecture there are buildings in london that are built with it um but yeah so and i think it's just kind of blowing up now into mainstream art it has been around a while i first found it last october on tiktok mm-hmm. was when i first saw it and that's when I, it kind of piqued my interest and then i looked into it more and then found out as much as i could find out before putting out probably one of the first beginner videos on youtube mm-hmm. um and yeah i just wanted to get the information out there because i really struggled to find information on it i mm. i came across a lot of please don't ask me any questions which i kind of get because it's your if it's your business it's, you don't really want to share it um but i'm a sharer and it's what i do You do it really well. It's funny you say that you couldn't find information on it because I'd literally only ever seen Jesmonite used by two people. It's you and Alex Chappelle. You're the only Mm. two people I've Mm -hmm. ever seen use Jesmonite. And I'm like, I want some of this. So I went looking to see if I could get some. And the answer is no. You cannot get it in the United States. Like you you used to be able, before COVID, you used to be able to get a lot. It was on Etsy. Mm-hmm. And you can get small batches of it on Etsy, and it's, like, exorbitantly expensive. Yeah, yeah. So what, what y'all I, don't know is that Claire and I are going to start a, a business together. <laughs> Jesmonite. Yeah, we're, I'm going to import Jesmonite. Jesmonite Exchange, yeah. <laughs> well, but, I didn't know, when I, when I did the beginner video, I didn't, I didn't actually know it wasn't available in the USA. That, I did not have that knowledge at all. So when I did my beginner video and it started to go, the views on that... Uh, have done really well i didn't know at the time it wasn't available in the usa and i felt really bad about it because the majority of my subscribers at that time were in the usa um so i did feel guilt about it (laughs) and every time now i put out a jesmonite video i still feel bad about it (laughs) but my uk audience has grown and i've gone real big in india because of it oh wow um so i'm still happy like i'm getting more of a uk audience which is nice um, but I love, obviously, I love my Americans. Like, don't Aww. take that the wrong way. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I feel like there's an opportunity here for you to like. I'm just thinking, like, it's kind of the next like epoxy resin. I feel like material wise, oh, like totally you is. should, you should, yeah, it'd be amazing for you to work with. Like, I know they're they're all about epoxy and resin, but like a company like Total Boat or somebody that understands the how to market that like a material to makers and that like. You you could be like the poster child for it. It'd be amazing. Yeah, I I I I, I am. I work for Polysil, mm-hmm. um, who is the UK's biggest um, okay. Jesmonite distributor. I say I work for. I work in collaboration with. So they contacted me about two, three months ago and asked if they could work in collaboration with me on it. That's so, awesome. Yeah. At the moment, unfortunately, there's a global shortage of the raw material, though so it's out of stock across the globe. But talking about what you can compare it with, you can kind of compare it to Plaster of Paris, only it's way runnier and way, way, way stronger. Um, that's, yeah. I got I I just feel like a like a like a, and I don't know if Claire, if you if if he is as known over there as he is here, but I just imagine like a Benueta just like eating eating up a new material like that mm-hmm. and just like experimenting with it like crazy. Like, so if, if you haven't, you should, uh, you should contact him. Cause I, I, if there's ever an opportunity to bring it over to the U S he'd be the person to like True. show True. it off. And yeah, I'm, I missed the name. Who was that? Uh, Benueta. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you his uh, handle. He loves he loves playing with new and interesting materials. He's very yeah. big on concrete. As and he's, he's very creative, and and but he, and he's he's huge. So yeah, that, you know, he would be cool. if there was ever an opportunity to, that they wanted to work with you and work with a U.S. person. He'd probably be the person. But you actually inspired me to try something new, and I have a box of it sitting on my my jewelry table behind me here, and I'm gonna work with it at some point. But it's called um, Permastone. And okay. it it look it so it looks like it has the same consistency as jasmineite, kind of like plaster of Paris, but a lot more like runny and liquidy. Yeah. And it cures in like forty five minutes. So, yeah, I'm I'm thinking this might be a pretty good substitute for people like us mm-hmm. who can't get it. Um, yeah. I don't know how well it takes pigment. I don't know any What's of that. It called it's called Permastone. You can get it on Amazon. It's stupidly Permastone. expensive for a small quantity, but it I've seen results with it. Um. Jackie, the nerdy crafter, she um, in her art box, she actually puts uh, a big bag of this stuff. So it's a figure making. The first art box that she made is a, like a figure making kit. So oh, cool. she gives you the mold to make the figure. And then the material that you make the figure from is this permastone stuff. And it's really cool. It looks like it looks like runny runny plaster of paris like that's exactly what it looks like same same consistency it's supposed to be predominantly water and it does jasmineite heat up as it cures too oh yeah very much yeah okay, yeah really so this hot. might actually be a knockoff of jasmineite yeah. then it sounds like hmm. it could be you guys also have something called aqua resin mm-hmm. i've um, seen that yep mm-hmm. yeah and that is um apparently really really close to jasmineite and actually now that now that time is going on, I'm getting a lot of messages from people saying, have you tried this? Have you tried this? It's the same, um, but it's not Jesmonite. So it sounds like there's more and more things that are becoming more well-known because Jesmonite is just hard to get hold of. Yeah. yeah. In Amer- and- like in America, there, there are stockists across the globe, like India, Thailand, you name it. But for whatever reason, I don't know. It's just not. Oh, it's the whole supply chain issue that's going on globally. It's in Canada. Yeah, it's in um, British Columbia in Canada as well. I just don't know why. Don't know why. It's not. <laughs> what What I love about what I love about the stuff that you make, and you've you've taken, you have these <laughs> the trinket tray molds. You've used those trinket tray molds in so many videos. Oh my god! And you've so done many. so many crazy, interesting things with them. You know, I, I, I have molds for making cabochons and different jewelry pieces. And, and after a while, it's like, I don't know what else to do with these. Just I'm making the same things. Or you're making, you make trinket trays. You've done, you've done mica powders. You've done jasmineite. You've done tattoos. You've done crackle medium. You've done like literally anything that you can do with these. I'm amazed at the number of things that you've done with these molds. It's, it's, it's that, and that's just a testament to your creativity. So I have to ask what is your background like where does all this creativity come from because this isn't you're not the kind of part you don't strike me as the kind of person who just decided one day i'm just going to start learning some stuff and just doing stuff it, you strike me as one of those like lifelong creative people who was like playing with play-doh as a kid yeah and, like always had art supplies around and was always being creative so what was what was your childhood like like your education like where did all this creativity come from um yeah, pretty much. Pretty much that. Um, I, think, <laughs> uh, I would say, I mean, I think um, I probably didn't have Play-Doh growing up because I am, you know, I'm a 70s baby. So I had coloring books yeah, so am and, I. So am and I. felt tips, felt tip pens and mm-hmm. coloring books were my favorite thing. And then probably 
when I was around about maybe five or six, I I was very aware that my dad was a painter. My dad was an oil painter. Oh, wow. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he, I mean, not by trade, like, my mum right. and dad used to run pubs, but that's a whole other story. Oh, man, that's, a, that's an <laughs> interesting that's aspect. inspiration? No. <laughs> yeah, from the drunks. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> Listen, drunk people can be very inspirational in a lot of ways. Oh, they in were, good they were. and very bad ways sometimes. Yeah. 100%. Um, but, yeah, like, my dad's hobby was painting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I kind of, I don't know. I don't remember really ever thinking i want to do art i just remember always having access to pens and pencils not even art supplies but pens and pencils mm-hmm. um, I, I see i think that's a very common thing too it's, it's it's like you don't it's not like a conscious decision to i'm gonna start drawing or anything it's just yeah. like yeah yeah and i never really like i loved art and graphic design in school but then my art teacher told like she made it very clear to me that I didn't have what it takes, but she didn't say it like that. You know, she just said, look, your, your academic studies are, you're struggling in those, some areas you really should focus on your maths and your English. And because you know, Claire, the art world is, it's very competitive and some people just don't have it. Wow. That's what she said to me. And that's (laughs) like the biggest, uh, I won't say it, Vincent, but, uh, there's, there's a finger that I'm thinking of right now. I am, I am. I'm 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 always amazed by the way because we've had we've heard similar stories over the couple of years we've been doing this show. We always hear similar stories where a teacher will tell you, you know, try to I don't want to say push away because they don't really actively push you. They just try to guide you away from the arts. It's like you don't have this. This is not your skill and you know later on you become like a talented artist and you're making you're starting to make your living doing art and it's like yeah, I would love to meet that teacher, but unfortunately, they died a teacher, so they didn't get to do what they yeah. loved. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think the art that was I, I did two arts at school. I did graphic design and art design, and that my art and design teacher. It was very, very everything was very fine art. You know, mm. shading and contrast, and right. you know, being able to paint faces, and that was never. I was never able to. I can't do that. I can't draw. I can draw. I can draw basic, but I'm not a fine artist mm-hmm. at all. And I think that's what she was looking for in her students was mm-hmm. somebody who was defined as an artist back then. You had needed to be having, you needed to be able to draw and paint. Whereas art now is, it's way more, way oh, more than yeah. that. Thank, thank goodness. I mean, it's just I like that. It makes me cringe anytime I hear that because I I'm such such a believer in art is way broader than. In mm. the fine arts yeah totally and i yeah i think where her head was at back then um but yeah, yeah maybe you can't blame her well, right? she was a product I mean, of her time i mean right. it, you know and I, she ended up being wrong which i mean she's clearly <laughs> wrong right but she's not right. wrong because she was a bad person she's right. wrong because in that era that's how you thought about art art was on canvas with oil yeah. paint and right. a beret you know, it's like that's, that's how you do art. Now art is like, oh, I do really cool art on resin based yeah. molded. Mm-hmm. Pro- and it's like, wait, you do what? Like what now? They didn't even have resin in the 80s. Like it wasn't a thing. And yeah. right. we, we do. I always talk about the things that we take for granted. But that's another thing that we take for granted. You know, we take for granted that you can pretty much do anything creative now and basically call it art. And no one's going to go. That's not art. 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, some people might. But they might. But those but, people are jerks who don't really yeah. matter anyway. <laughs> well, I, I think that's the other thing, too, about this whole maker community and maker movement and all that stuff is that it's it, for people that don't feel comfortable calling it art, they can call it making, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a bad way at all because yeah. like, I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. I think it's it, because I think the people that are calling it making, it, they're still doing art, but it... it, it breaks down that barrier because for a lot of us we grew up with art is that fine art on canvas and so it's hard to like call ourselves artists or call someone who we love you know whose work we love art but mm. it is truly art right mm-hmm. it's just, so it's that's it's another it's just another avenue of like being able to acknowledge it without i don't know without the barrier yeah yeah i agree and i think it was probably only last year when i was literally when i was 43 that i was able to say out loud that i do i kept saying i do art Uh, Mm -hmm. i felt i felt like can i call myself an artist does that sound right but but now i i will say quite happily i am an artist Mm -hmm. and even even when it came to youtube i i could never say oh i'm a youtuber I could I would say things like oh I, I like to do YouTube because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, right. I didn't want to I don't know I didn't want to come across as a hot mug. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I I hear you. Yeah, it's it and what's interesting is what's interesting is that we you know as as makers we always makers have no problem calling themselves makers but they really don't like calling themselves artists. Yeah. I, we're always uncomfortable with that. You right? know, David mm. Picciuto yeah. was my favorite mm-hmm. example of that when he was mm-hmm. talking about it. He was talking about it like two years ago, and he's like, "I'm just going to start calling myself an artist." I was like, "All right, yeah." He goes, "Because you know what makes you an artist? When you start calling yourself an artist, then you right. become an artist. That's when you're an artist. There's no like certificate certification to become an artist. There's no certified no, uh, blue check. Right. <laughs> I'm a verified artist. You know, <laughs> I, I actually I've really gotten to appreciate that because the mm-hmm. more the more the people around me have leaned into it, the more I'm more comfortable leaning into it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have to be making some, like, I felt guilty when I started woodworking because everything I made, even the stuff that sells, like the stuff, my bread and butter is the cutting boards, the coasters, that kind of stuff, these signs, and that stuff sells like crazy. And I always felt guilty going, uh, that's not really art. But you know what? screw it i'm calling it art i'm calling everything mm. i do art and if anyone doesn't like it well then you're not my clientele and that's fine you don't have right. to like it it doesn't mm-hmm. matter yeah i i think the thing is that i i it took me a long time to realize that not everybody can do something mm-hmm. because <laughs> to me everything i do i feel like anyone anybody could do that tomorrow and there was nothing special in anything that i did but as you go on you realize that no not everyone can do that i couldn't make a chopping board like i would need serious tutorials on on getting anywhere close to what you make oh. so you know vincent, I mean? uh vincent you should make some youtube <laughs> here comes the youtube clay the youtube <laughs> thing again. i i can't resist sorry claire yeah. I, I i just always tell him that he <laughs> made it. that's interesting that you that's interesting no, yeah. that you say that though because that is something that we do we do take for granted because we have the skills like oh if i could do this anyone could do this but mm-hmm. not really <laughs> not yeah really, that, you know? that's it and 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 but that's when I didn't really appreciate what I what I was actually doing. Mm-hmm. I felt like I'm doing something I enjoy. I love it. I love the results. I wasn't appreciating the fact that other people were struggling. Right. Because right. when I'd get messages saying like I followed your video, I've done everything, it's not turned out. I can't. And I and I think sometimes I think why is it not turning out? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I find some things go to plan, and you know, for other people it doesn't. 
and well, that's when you, you kind some, of realize yeah sometimes you're just good at something right like it's it's the same with like cutting boards like people somebody was somebody was talking to me the other day i won't embarrass them they were talking to me the other day and goes what do you do when you're cutting board rocks like what do you mean <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all done with it it's finished i put the feet on and it's got a rock to it i said loosen one of the feet Right. He goes, back it, back goes, it out. Right. He goes, well, yeah, but what do you do? I was like, I loosened one of the feet. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not struggling over this. This isn't like my, you know, I, I don't think about this. It's just, oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, because I thought you, I thought everything you did just comes out perfect. I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, it comes out pretty good. I and, mean, you yeah. know, I don't have, to, if you have to loosen it all the way to the point where you can see between the foot and the board, yeah, maybe you should probably consider redoing it. But, if it's just a little rock, just loosen one of the feet. You're good. I mean, what? I, imperfection, imperfection, you know, is not failing. Yeah. It's yeah, just that's, not. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just going to like. I mean, there's there's very black and white things that thing. this thing works, this thing doesn't. Right. But that's the other thing, too, is did you express yourself? Did you were you happy with you, like the output that you you delivered then? That's art. Like it, it doesn't have to be what what someone else thinks is fine art or art or anything like that. It's 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 a you, your passion and and your artistic impression of these things, right? So mm. that's why I leave a lot in my videos. If, yes. if something doesn't yes. go to plan, I'll leave it in because mm -hmm. I get messages all the time like how how do you fix those air bubbles? I, I don't I don't, I don't fix right. them. They're, they're there. They're part of Jesmonite that. I don't, you know. I love and that about, and I was just going to point, I love that about your videos mm -hmm. because I get frustrated and I, you know, I work with resin a lot and I get frustrated, you know, some, granted, a lot of the stuff I make with resin is jewelry and really if there's bubbles, you really do have to redo it. Like you don't yep. really have a choice. Yep. But I do love that you, you know, everyone on the, uh, there's a, there are a few exceptions. There are a few exceptions. Um, my good friend, Steve McDonald is probably one of them as an exception. Um, that will work with resin and, you know, get a fail and then they'll just cover it up or do something else or you'll never see it. Right. Mm. I love when people work with yes, a material that's 100%. a little bit tricky mm -hmm. and they show the imperfections and they say, and Hey, they own it. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is, this mm -hmm. is just what working with this material is like, you know, you get, you have six coaster molds. You're going to, you may get a set of five out of that. And that's, you know, you may have yeah. one that just tanks yeah. and that's it. And I can't yeah. remember exactly which 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 video is one of like the, your your pots and I I love the the textured uh, like pots that you make. Mm. And but one of them one of them you're like is this was kind of a fail but this is why like and it was a really a good learning kind of experience. I think that's a to me that's like kind of the best kind of YouTube video is mm -hmm. it's not just like everything's hunky dory right everything yeah. you know it's like not everything works on this right way and so i learned things from this one and this is what i did different the next time yeah 100 percent. because that i would i would honestly genuinely say if if you watched every single one of my videos something at some point in every single video everyone 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 yeah. everyone and i'm like okay well listen don't do it like that um don't listen to me and right. do not follow me and how am i here um, <laughs> i'm doing this full time and nothing's working what is going <laughs> on but, you know what the truth is if you if you're if you're creating something like yesterday's video i i filmed yesterday morning because i obviously just got back from scotland so i'm a bit behind so i filmed yesterday morning it took maybe one hour to film max 
So that was an easy video for me. That's cool. I can edit in the morning. But some videos can take way, way longer. And I was then just going to say, you're my hero because <laughs> <I am laughs> that like, sounds I'm, amazing. I'm not then going to ditch that video. I've yeah, just spent right. like three, four hours on one video that's not going in the bin despite the results. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So, like, who's got that time? Not me. Do you ever, do you ever look <laughs> yeah. at something that, that didn't work and you just go, oh, that's that's not good enough for me, but I'm going to put it out there and explain it to people because I know, you know, you're going to have to do that from time to time. Like you just said, you don't want to just bin a video that you spent four hours on. But do you ever think, do you ever stop and look at it and go, you know, maybe my standards are just a little too ridiculous. Like, maybe I'm just a bit of too much of a perfectionist for this. Yeah, like, I mean, some sometimes I I honestly do tell people that I'm not, I don't strive for perfection mm -hmm. because if I did, I would quit. And I feel <laughs> like I strive for handmade with mm -hmm. love as opposed to perfection. So I did a video just before Scotland and that was a resin tray using cling film. Mm -hmm. and the cling film you lay it on and you push it down and you poke it in and then you rip it off next day and you get this quilt quilted velvet sheet effect a satin sheet effect mm -hmm. okay and i didn't do it i didn't put enough resin in i didn't do it right the the cling film got stuck in all the crevices of the resin once it cured and and i carried on with the video i i dusted the back with your chameleon mica poured the black came out it was it was pretty for my very first attempt but i like to say to people like this is my very first attempt i don't practice off camera because resin is expensive it sure is like right. i buy my own resin i'm not sponsored by a, a resin company i used to be but i i moved on um to a well, to wait, another i resin. feel like that needs a change but anyone listening to this that has connections yeah. at a resin company get Claire hooked <laughs> up let's do this yeah that's the thing, and I, I. So if I'm going to try a technique, I am trying it right now with you watching. I'm not practicing mm -hmm. in advance. So the tray did not come out as I wanted it to come out. However, for my first attempt, I was still like, "This is actually cool," but learn from what I've done. Don't do it that way. Um, right. And you right. go back. What I one of the things I like about you is you will uh, you will readdress those fails in another video mm -hmm. at some point down the road. That's another thing that you've done a lot, where something didn't quite work out and you revisit it and you do it a little better and it's, i i really appreciate that like some people would be a little bit um a little bit concerned about putting out a second video on the same subject and that doesn't that doesn't really bother you and i like that i like that mm. you're not afraid to go okay look so we had that fail the first time well, let's take another crack at it and knowing the way you do your processes now that you you know you just do it and whatever happens happens like that's risky because you could end up with three or four fail videos in a row on the same thing that's true that is true like yesterday's video not yesterday's saturday's what day oh, what day is it even is it on <laughs> saturday yeah saturday's video was um key rings loved mm -hmm. it did the video loved the results and it wasn't until the next day i realized that the back of the key rings hadn't really fully cured so then I started questioning what I could have done wrong. Was it human error? Was it temperature in the room? And then, so in tonight's video, I talked about that. And then I talked about what happens when the weather suddenly, because obviously in the UK, wherever we are down in London, Essex area, it suddenly got cold. And mm -hmm. I do mm -hmm. feel like when I was out, because I was away for 12 days, the house would have plummeted. The temperature of the house would have gone down. My resin possibly crystallized. So I talked about the fact that the video on Saturday didn't actually come out. It came out great, but I didn't know until the next day it was still soft. Mm. And 
and the, the video I made yesterday morning, I was worried because when I demolded this morning, they were still soft. They shouldn't be. Mm, yeah. They shouldn't be. Weather, after, yeah. But they were. So I talked about that as well. There's a possibility that my resin had crystallized. I hadn't noticed. Maybe. But I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I need to keep it real otherwise. I, 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 in my opinion, that's like the, the best YouTube is when like well maybe i'm maybe i'm biased because i this is how i come to youtube but i come to youtube to learn and i don't want to see people doing it perfectly every time i want to i want to understand the like you know the the things that went wrong and and the things that fixed it but to mm. me that's that's what youtube should be about or any kind of instructional video it's not about being perfect every time or pretending it, well more importantly pretending to be perfect every time that's the yeah. worst thing that you could do so I, get, I really respect that about about your your videos for sure. Thank you. I do I do feel like it's I really do feel like it's important, and yeah. I, I'm very much on it. So like even though I'm still trying really really hard, I say really hard. I'm not. I'm spending an hour each morning because now that this is my full time thing, I'm trying to get myself a schedule. It's mm -hmm. not really working apart from my name. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a whole other conversation is like yeah. what it, it's, maybe it's, maybe we need to have you back on at some point to understand yeah. how you went from figuring that out. Cause I think that is probably a really hard thing for people to go full time and then actually have to like figure out uh, oh my God. Time management. schedule. hundred percent. hundred percent. All I, all I do every day religiously now is sit down at 9am. I start at nine and then I, I log on to my laptop to see if I've missed any comments because at the moment I've got a 100% reply rate, which is, which is good. I think for a channel of 40, however many i've got however many i've got 47.7 thank you so much and <laughs> <laughs> um, it's good for that because yeah. you know i follow people who've got less than five thousand and they don't reply and it winds me up it winds me up oh that's it's a one of my thing bears. for me <laughs> one of we've my... talked about this so many times Claire, huh? like if some especially when it, it like we said it gets harder but when you're when you're coming up and up and coming yeah. If someone takes the time to respond. Oh my gosh, totally. You better respond. I, oh, that's my better. opinion. You, yeah. 100% or I am unsubscribing. I am I am mm -hmm. like cutthroat. I'm like, if you do not reply to me in three days, you're gone. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I support terrible. that though. Because it's like, it's just one of those things. It's just, yeah. I'm going back to my YouTube time? channel just to make sure you didn't comment on anything that I missed. <laughs> Jeez. I know, Vincent's like, you're going to get like 14 comments right now, Claire. No. I don't think it's three days, but I think Claire's going to start testing me now. <laughs> oh, no, to be fair, I'd probably leave it. I'd probably leave it longer than three days. But it is, it is it's like, mm -hmm. what are you doing with your time? If, if you've got right. the time to film, edit, produce, upload, and fill all out, fill out the five pages of information that they want, then you've got time to reply to comments. Right. And, you know, and, and, and most of the time, it's just like a thank you or like, I really appreciate the fact that you've commented. There's You're nothing like, more infuriating right. than a YouTuber who doesn't have time to YouTube. It's like, right. what are you even doing? Like, you're, you're a YouTuber. Like, this right. is your thing. Yeah. Respond. What, what are you? Yeah. <sighs> and yeah. I have said over the last six months, it's getting harder. It's yes, getting, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's getting mm -hmm. harder at this stage to keep up the 100% reply rate but I'm going to do mm -hmm. it for as long as I can do it and when I finally just cannot keep up like when I came back from Scotland it took me four hours I sat 
that oh like the next day I dedicated yeah. I, de- I thought right, I'm just going to sit down see how long it takes me I, it took me four hours to reply to 12 days worth of comments now luckily for me I don't get thousands of you know, I get on average just over a thousand views per video which ugh, ratio wise is terrible but that means I don't get thousands of comments per video mm-hmm. if if that was happening, then there's no way I could reply well, to everyone. I think that and I think that's where then it, then it becomes a a product of respond like if it's just like a thumbs up emoji, like yeah. <laughs> you heart it and move on or whatever. Yeah. But if it's if it's like a question or like they really pointed out a point in your comment, then 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 you have to prioritize those, right? You know, yeah, like th- then you kind of then you kind of start looking at the comments themselves and and how you respond to those comments. But yeah, and I get so many, and which is amazing. I get so many comments in different languages, oh, and yeah. like languages I don't even know. When I when I see this 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 um, alphabet, I don't recognize the alphabet from anywhere <laughs> yeah. in the world. So I I do spend a lot of time on Google Translate just making sure that I <sighs> make sure wow. I know what they're saying. Um, and replying to them, I would just reply to everybody, even the haters. I don't get many haters, but I've got say, one. Who the hell hates you? <laughs> I know. And, and let me know because I want to comment. No, I'm just kidding. I want, no, I do. I want to know who hates Claire. <laughs> Jesus, where, where, what kind of person would you have to be? I mean, look, I may not love, I may not love the stuff you make. I can understand, you know, the stuff you make may not be for somebody, but I mean, it, I, I swear, you watch it. Hello, welcome to my channel. And it's just, you're very upbeat. And then you're like, oh my word. You know, how, what is there not to love? What is there not right. to love? Well, like, those are the people that are going to love enjoying. anything. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They to need joy fair, in their life. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, I don't, I really don't get that much hate. But when no. I do, it's usually about my, my voice or my, I'm talking too much. Usually it's like you're talking too much. Like you need Claire. to just. You're, I get the same thing, but my, my thing is, so I literally like, I, 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 I'm only talking about like, like the three videos that have actually done well on YouTube. And, uh, and it's, I get literally though, I've gotten comments that it's like, this guy's voice is the most annoying thing in the world. And the next one is like, I love, I love your voice. It's so like perfect for, and so it's, it's so funny though. People are so particular about voices. If only they knew what you did when you weren't doing YouTube. Oh, (laughs) I know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I'm in an audio only medium. Do you want want to listen to like an hour and a half of (laughs) of me talking and trying to form sentences without a, without a script? Oh, that'll be real. You'll really enjoy that. Come find the podcast. One of my, favorite videos that you did one of my favorite videos that you did because um, i know for those for those of you following along i don't know how you wouldn't know this by now but i do product packaging design it's what i do for a day job that's my day job i make uh-huh. i make the cool boxes that your consumer electronics come in and Ooh. i one of the things that you did that just blew my mind is like why the hell didn't i think of this is when you did the simplest thing in the world you showed people how to make belly bands for yeah. their for the trinket trays. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay, so I just want you to know when I saw that you were doing that I'm like, "Really? We're going to make a video about this?" And I watched the video and I'm like, "This is actually genius to show people how to do this. Like showing people a method for mm-hmm. like okay, I hate when I get something from a seller when I buy something from a seller and it comes in like a, a clear cello a clear cello bag or like just some kind of horrible packaging that looks like there's no effort in it. You know, 
I don't, I like the product. I'm obviously, if I'm buying something, I want the product. But if I just get like one of your trinket trays and you just send it to me in like a clear plastic bag, I won't be mad about the product. I'll just be like, oh, this is low effort. Okay, cool. Mm. And just that little bit, that little belly band that you did, it classed it up so much. And I'm like, that is absolutely genius because that is a cheap, inexpensive, and easy way to make your stuff like to take your stuff to kind of like a next level situation yeah, yeah it really does and that's be- uh, because i saw it all over instagram mm-hmm. but i i don't ask i i've i'm too i guess i'm scared of rejection i don't want to message this the the artist message the seller and say like wow you know your 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 packaging is amazing what are they what are they basically i ended up on a google search for about two hours and i was typing everything in like paper paper strap things for your products paper, <laughs> paper <laughs> ribbons. i've done that i've done that by the way yeah because i didn't know that. the name yeah they wouldn't know what they were called it's one no. of those weird things you wouldn't know what it's called I, I, there's no way i'd ever say search belly strap packaging exactly. like I, I i would be concerned at what what came up on the search <laughs> exactly so the second i realized they were called bet i was like belly bands like who knew so i put out on my instagram can anyone make me belly bands and i got nothing but abuse back in my inbox like claire you can make these yourself don't be mm-hmm. so you know like that's awesome how- as if Claire's Crafty Corner is asking people to make her belly bands. Just make it yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that never even occurred to me. Okay, I can do that. So then I found, obviously, I had my stamp made, my own um, rubber stamp. And then I had the paper. So I just thought, well, listen, if I didn't know, then there's going to be people out there that don't know. Mm-hmm. So let's share it. And there were loads of people that did not know. Um, it, it's funny because... I actually I'm raising knew. my hand right now. I'm right. looking at it. I knew. And I'm like, that is a really smart thing to teach people how to do. And I'm starting to I'm starting to figure out, you know, it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier that we look at things and we don't understand why they're hard for other people. And right. for me, like product packaging is one of those things. I look at it and go, okay, yeah, you product. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, I'm like the expert, my stuff, but my stuff, when you get my stuff, it's a nice experience when you open the package. It, mm-hmm. it is. I try to make it that way. We and make just, it that way without blowing the bank. That's exactly. what we've always talked about. Yeah. And I, I love, I love that you, you've kind of opened my eyes to the fact that, Hey, you know, what you know how to do might be something worth teaching other people. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a, a simple way to make your, pro- to upscale your product packaging or even upscale the product itself. Like, those bands cost very little to make. And I thought of you made them one way. I thought of like three other ways to make them. And I'm like, damn, this is just too good. Like I need mm. to start. If I have a product, like a, a smallish cutting board, I'm going to start making those for them. Because it's like, that's a great way to just put your name on something without a sticker or without. Oh, yeah, they would look lovely. Yeah. Yeah, really nice. Well, and it, everyone did give me ideas as well like oh you know if you get a little hole punch if you get a little star or heart hole punch you can take a little heart out either side of your logo i was like oh yeah yeah i, love that. Right. <laughs> I haven't oh. i haven't done it I, <laughs> but i love the idea right i love yeah. that but um yeah no probably not but yeah <laughs> it's 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 so cool like when, and then you start having ideas like how can i then you you start with that and you go this is really great then you start going how do I upscale this? Like, right. is that even the product that he was like, okay, 
what else can I do with this packaging? You know, you start with, I was sometimes talking, I get more so excited about the packaging. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I was talking last week about the, the black boxes that I put the jewelry I make in yep. and I'm like, but all I did to upscale it was put my logo on it on a sticker and it looks so custom. And it's like, that cost me literally nothing. Like mm-hmm. the box cost me a buck 25 and the sticker is I have sheets and sheets and sheets of my stickers. So it's not a big deal to put a sticker on something. And you, you really do start thinking like, okay, so what's the next step? Like what's the next product packaging upgrade? You know, what's the next thing I can do? I think that's the fun of doing like having a business. Right. I think, that's one of the things that sets you apart. You're not just um, a teacher. You're not just a YouTuber. You also do have an Etsy shop where you sell stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Me and Etsy have fallen out. Uh, <laughs> you and um, a lot of other people on Etsy. Yeah, don't don't yeah. get us started ask on Etsy. My, ask my friend Amy about what happened with her and Etsy. She'll oh, tell yeah. you oh, <laughs> on any day. <laughs> there's, there's nothing about this show that loves Yeah, Etsy. I've kind of closed it. Like, I closed it when I went to Scotland because I didn't want to get an order while I was away. And mm-hmm. then they'd find me. So I closed it when I went to Scotland. And I've actually not reopened it because Etsy have removed 48 of my products from sale why i didn't know that they expire your listings i didn't know what i didn't know your listings expire yeah i've heard this yeah i didn't know i didn't know i wouldn't honestly i still wouldn't wouldn't have remembered it until they took it off but yeah so it did how do they expire like if they don't sell or if they don't if yeah if they don't sell in four months etsy remove them even though you've paid 20 pence per item oh that's bs so they removed 48 items and they just said you can get them relisted for 20 pence an item. And I thought, I'm not going to do that, Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've currently got a craft room full of stuff. <laughs> Vincent, my, my uh, building up. Our, our clean tag is really getting me. Uh, <laughs> getting me. There's a lot of <laughs> upward pressure on the clean yes, tag right now. clean tag right now about <laughs> it's, Etsy. It's, it's interesting because every, every person I know that uses Etsy and likes it, has never had an issue with it and i'm mm-hmm. like that's fine and i'm congratulations i'm happy yeah, no there are like we said before there's a ton, a ton of people that people, really right? do well and yeah but man that's, when you have an yeah. issue with them yeah it's usually such a deal-breaking issue where you go yeah you know what i will never do business with it. these guys again mm-hmm. like never was it i was, think was it a yeah, big but, hit for you to stop doing the Etsy or? No, not really. Like I don't, I, no, no, not really. I'm not going to pretend I sell a lot. I don't. Okay. Um, I, I went, I kind of go through phases. Sometimes I'll do a video and then I'll mention in the video that these are going to be available after the video. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. Um, but the day that they took away 48 items, they left me right. with 11. So I logged on and I was like, oh, I've got a sale. I had a sale that day. And I thought, okay, where has everything gone? And it said, you have 11 items listed. I was like, no, I don't. I've got well over 50. Mm. Um, when I realized they took everything down. Uh, the and they want to recharge you. Yeah, to recharge me just got me. Like it, <sighs> it was that whole, it's just a, a click of the button to get them put back on. But it was the principle of the fact that I now have to pay you twice to list this. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. And so, of course, that was just something I just didn't know. If I did my research first, I would have known it. So, my bad. But um, It's interesting because before yeah, I mean, the podcast, yes. I looked up your Etsy right. store. And I'm like, I know you did stuff on Etsy. I wanted to see what you had up there at the moment. I'm like, oh, she's got very little. I figured maybe because you had just gotten back and you were just had a light. You're, you're, 
you know, your stuff was light for now while you rebuild your inventory. Wow, I didn't know. Mm. This is bad. This really bugs me. Yeah, they <laughs> took it all down just before Scotland. And the thing is, um, I think my issue with Etsy is because everything on my Etsy is a one-off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where the issue is. Yeah. Because if you're selling, like, you know, I know people that are doing really well on Etsy with stickers and things like that. So you, you're selling this sticker of a unicorn. You've got 50 of those mm-hmm. available. So that's one listing. Mm-hmm for 50 stickers then that listing is never going to be removed is it because that's that sticker is forever going to be sold does right. that make You're sense you can get one, one in four months right. you can you can keep that listing going exactly right. so because all of my listings were individual one-of-a-kind pieces the chances of Wait. them well, see your listings there. were the thing that etsy was supposed it, to be that's selling. What I was say. Like, <laughs> the, the irony of this is that's it's exactly amazing. what etsy was supposed to be or, yeah. or at least it initially started as is etsy was supposed to be right the one-off unique boutique boutique kind of handmade mm-hmm. crafts and <laughs> the lie. fact that like and the fact that they <laughs> like that they delist oh my gosh all right i gotta stop well Sorry. now it's just stuff that people are flipping from aliexpress i mean that's 90 percent of etsy is either digital stuff or oh. like stuff that's being flipped like i have yeah. seen the same molds yeah. in five different stores like our custom made molds you're custom made by what slave labor in china like what is yeah. your custom maker doing you know you know the plant pots i don't know if you've seen on my channel with the jasmine plant pots they're big round oh, yeah. mm-hmm. round pots mm-hmm. so i bought that i bought that mold from amazon it was like i think it was around 22 pounds so i bought i bought three over time i didn't buy three in one day but you know loved it used it bought two more i saw that actual pot on etsy yesterday for 65 pounds and they've made 10 <laughs> sales <laughs> it's I was like, i'm missing a trick here i could be yeah. rich yeah. I think you I think you would be a good candidate and this is what I always tell people if you are doing one-offs and you have stuff that you want to move you'd be a good candidate for like a Shopify store like that you control your mm-hmm. stuff goes in it's your mm-hmm. policies there's no limitation to how long something sits there's no overarching person that's going to take it down on you you leave it there as long as you want you just keep paying the monthly fee to keep it going and I mean, if you're making sales, it works. I don't know. I don't know what your sales are, but it might actually work out for you because you could just pump inventory into that. Like every time you make some, just pump it in there, pump it in there, pump it in there, and just have people come to your website instead of going to yeah. Etsy. That's the plan. That's the future plan is to not go back to Etsy. I need to reevaluate that whole thing, um, and then the thing is, when I started selling, I started selling on Instagram and. Mm-hmm. Like I sold out maybe when I first started selling on Instagram, I would advertise just five things at a time, um, five say five resin hearts or five resin trays, and then I'd number them and I'd say if mm-hmm. you want one, let me know. And that I would say I was doing really well. That only lasted of maybe a couple of months, and then everyone was like, oh, it's getting boring now, Claire. Like Instagram's not a selling site. And that's when I set up Etsy. And when I set up Etsy, it was Christmas twenty twenty. Uh, I want to say 2020. Yeah, no, yeah. 19, 19, 2019. Yeah, 2019. That right? Around October, November, I went absolutely crazy on Christmas tree resin decorations, and I uploaded. I think something like 125. I uploaded onto Etsy. They all sold out in my first like week. Wow. Whoa. And that's when I was like, wow. Okay, 
this is I'm onto something, right? Yeah. And then I I relaunched because everyone was like, oh, when have you got more? And I'm okay, I'll do it again. I relaunched maybe another seventy or something, and I had around twenty left. And then after Christmas, I took them off. Um, but since then, no, slowed right down. I I barely make may I want to say I maybe make two two or three sales a month. Okay. Um, also because I don't promote it at all um i'm really bad i was really i'm really bad at promoting myself actually <laughs> that's okay Whenever that's I, even when i do a video i don't even say very yeah. rarely will you hear me say please subscribe to my channel you'll very rarely hear me say you know i always it's say a it super all- uncomfortable thing at least for me yeah. I, like i i do it but i hate it right yeah i'm like, not keen yeah. i'm not keen <laughs> so <laughs> that's why i i just don't promote my etsy never yeah. did really yeah. Sorry, that was an essay. <laughs> no, no, I, we, in, you, you obviously struck a nerve with, <laughs> with our, <laughs> our feelings on Etsy. I, it, it's just one of those things because I do know it's it's funny because we do know people. I do know people that have been that are very successful on Etsy, um, and I, I. But even them though, like Vincent, we've talked about this before. Even those people get get in the trap. Like, th- like that's a full time business for some people, and they get these people that uh, do not copyright, but uh, whatever they, they voice a a complaint against someone for copying their design, even Mm -hmm. though they clearly didn't. And they're out of business for two to three weeks while they, uh, while they fight the claim. And that for them, two to three weeks of like business for someone that's full time on Etsy is thousands and thousands of dollars. And that's, that's their livelihood. And it's just because someone, voice you know submitted a, a complaint and mm-hmm. to me that's like uh, it's so, i mean that, i don't know what the answer is to that because i understand why they have to do that but it's still so frustrating to me what they do what they do is they lure you in right they, they they pull you in and they're like hey this is a way for you to make a living so you devote everything to it mm-hmm. and then once you're in they know they've got you to an extent that you're going to tolerate you know, if it's your full-time gig where you're, it's you'll tolerate more than if you're a, you know, a hobby seller who, you know, makes stuff on the weekends and just throws it on their Etsy shop. Right. If if you're, yeah. full, they want you to think that you can make a full-time career doing it, so that when you start making a full-time career doing it, they can do whatever they want to you. They can opt you into an advertising program that you cannot opt out of, for example, which is just it blows my mind. I think after ten thousand sales. They pull you into the art, the advertising program, and they charge you for it, and you cannot yeah. opt out of it. Yeah, and I get the I get the upside, right? The upside is they're going to expose your product to a mm-hmm. lot more people. I understand that. Again, I, there's a lot of people that that works for. I but mean, the problem is that once they, the problem is once they go to your your one listing that got maybe some attention from Etsy, then they look at the bottom of the page that says other items you might be interested, and none of them are yours. It's like, oh, how mm. nice. I paid for all the advertising, and my friend over here who has one sale in the last six months, oh, look at that. They're going to actually get the sale because maybe that fits what they want a little better. It's just it's you a continuous Vincent, race I, I to the bottom. I think it's really fair to say that Etsy will never be a sponsor of our podcast. I, you know what? I wouldn't take, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't take them as a sponsor <laughs> just because I think they're, I think they're a company who – Went from a really good idea to a really shady, Mm. opaque, kind of nickel and dime kind of thing. Like, there is no reason to take 
48 of Claire's listings off her site. Like, you realize you've essentially closed her business, right? Yeah, well, they have. And they then have. that's right. 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 That's and they have, and, and you have, and thankfully yeah. you have, right? You know, they I mean, did like, it to Amy, too. Yeah. Like, you know, I brought up yeah. Amy before, but mm-hmm. they completely did yeah. it to Amy. Her store was just she went to go, you know, someone went to go buy something on her store, and her store said she was in vacation mode, and she went to log in and couldn't get into her store at all. Oh my, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she went. <laughs> I love, I love Amy. I love Amy. She's a dear friend of mine, and her reaction was the best. So right before she came on this show, so this was an ongoing thing for months, and right before she came on this show, um, the weekend before, Etsy restored her shop, and she opened it up. And she shut it down. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I love you, girl. Yeah. I yeah. love you. Thank you yeah. for doing that. I'm so mm-hmm. proud of you. Because I feel like they, they just, I don't know if they're doing it intentionally. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they don't realize what they're doing. Mm. That they're just well, doing. I think, I think it's, just poor there's business. a little bit of it. Same with eBay and all those things. It's, it's a little bit. But I'm going to tell you something about eBay. I'm just going to tell you this about eBay, right? As someone who sells professionally on eBay, because Mm -hmm. we do, our product does sell Mm -hmm. on eBay. As someone who sells professionally on eBay, you know how much negative interaction I've had with eBay? No, that's what I'm saying, though. Like never, never. Oh oh, no, you're. Oh, okay. Never, never once. They. It's never a problem. I've. I dealt with a company. We were. I dealt with a company that was a two and a half million dollar a year business, and we were moving about. Eight six to eight hundred thousand dollars a year on eBay, okay. Most of our business at one point, because we got our Amazon account shut down because of various stupidity. Amazon's another one that I would never deal with, but we got our account shut down, so we transitioned almost fully, just pushing our stuff on eBay. We we're doing six to eight hundred thousand a year on eBay. You know how much eBay drama we ever had with that volume? None. Wow! None. Yeah, so that, that that's impressive to me. But but I still think though, and and again, nothing and nothing. I'm not saying anything bad. But like eBay started off in a very different mindset. They sure did. They sure did. Know? And and so maybe that's maybe that's the actual they've lesson. They've transitioned. That, they've transitioned yeah, they their business model a few times too, because they went from right. they wanted to be an auction site for collectors and single mm-hmm. pieces for mom and pops, and then they ended up becoming they wanted to become this um, bargain hunting site. That's kind of what they are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, they have they have a daily deals page that if you're selling on eBay, and you it's, want. And I, I don't mean this in it because the, the, oh, I think they're still around, but it is one of the worst. Uh, sites I've ever experienced overstock, but it was, it was that kind of mindset of like bargain bargain deals, right? Yeah, yeah. It was an oh, the big uh, I, when they rebranded to the big O. It's like, oh, you're not doing. Oh, yeah, I can't. I, I'm still can't believe that they're still around. But yeah, yep, they're one. But you know, it's but none of them are shady. That's the thing, right? right? They've right. had terrible business models. They've had good ideas. They've had bad ideas. But there's something about Etsy. That I remember. Look, I when I, when we watch one of the, when we watch the making it show, and I see that you know the chick from Etsy is there as an authority on handcraft and stuff, and I'm just like, y'all don't sell that anymore, <laughs> right? You know, and I agree with all this. You know, what this reminds me of though is a Family Guy when uh, Peter Griffin had the like rant segment on the news oh what grinds my gears yes exactly <laughs> what, what grinds, really my, grinds gears? my gears anytime so yes clary you kind of walked into this because anytime anyone brings up etsy me and vincent turns into what grinds my gear about etsy so sorry about that clary but it's fine but it's interesting it's interesting though because the horror stories are all kind of the same They're the same yeah they for do sure. something yeah. shady yeah. and yeah. there's no recourse for it 
and the only recourse is indulge more in their processes so that they could maybe do something shady to you again in the future. And it's like, who, who's, who's signing up for that? <laughs> I think the thing is with Etsy that, you know, when I, when I first set mine up, I set mine up about two years ago, but it took me a while to actually put something on there, mm-hmm. is that at the time that was the go-to platform. Mm-hmm. Right. And everyone was, have you got an Etsy? Do you have an Etsy? I'm like, oh, no, but I'm going to get one. So it, it's. I still have people asking me that every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Etsy know it. Etsy know it. Yeah. They're like, everyone knows our name. We don't have to right. treat anyone nice, right? Because yeah. everyone knows us. People right. ask me, they're like, do you have, you know, I tell them, oh, you just go to my website. Oh, do you have an Etsy? I just told you, go to my website. Why do you want right. to know if I have an Etsy? Go to my damn website. It's on my mm-hmm. business cards. <laughs> like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> That's my plan one day. That'll be me. You will You will do it, by the way. I think I think you're, you're, you are, the stuff you sell is more long tail. You're, you're one of those crossovers that is all, like making and content and also sales, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. The, and you're, I and mean, yeah. The nice thing. I, I mean, is actually, I, we should ask, is that like do you subscribe to that like is that a part of like what your vision would be for your business yes i mean yes when i quit my job i did think to myself i'm gonna have all the time in the world now to make custom orders because i was i say i was forever getting asked to do custom orders i wasn't but maybe once a week twice a week someone would say hey could you make me one please and i'd say i'm so sorry i just don't have the time i've got a nine to five Mm. and then i'm putting out two videos a week on my youtube channel and you know i just didn't have the time so when i quit my job that was one of the things in the back of my head i'm thinking i can plow more time into um making custom orders and nobody's asked me since (laughs) 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 i don't get asked (laughs) well i mean Um, i'm I'm just just to play devil's advocate are people a hundred percent sure you're doing it? Like you don't, because I didn't I know you did customs. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I know you just said you're not a self promoter, but I know I mean, that's so true. Claire. Yeah, like I've told no one, so maybe <laughs> that's why they've not. Wait, so right, wait, we'll so leave it up to me and Vincent. We'll, 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 we'll you, promote you. They're not asking you for something that they didn't know you did. No, wow. yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> Can <Right>. you imagine? <laughs> Who am I? Uh, no, what it, I every now and again, like I'll, you know, I have had it up on there that I've put it on my Instagram that mm-hmm. I'm happy to take custom orders now. However, Good. I've gone from two videos a week to three videos a week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which so, is absolute insanity, by the way. I just yeah, want to point I, that out, but okay. <laughs> I, I, I went from one video per month to uh eventually one video a video. <laughs> every four months three months yeah so i went the opposite way I, I, yeah <laughs> yeah but when is your full time like when when you've got every day of the week to do it it's true i i, I thought right I'll, I'll try i did say i'll give myself six months doing three videos a week just to see That's do awesome, i feel though. like i'm drowning and if i feel like i'm drowning then i'll go back to two a week it won't be any big deal uh, and mm-hmm. I know I'm loving it at the moment. All right, good. That's good. awesome. That's, I mean, that's exactly yeah. perfect. And that's because, what you need to be doing. Then yeah. that's it. Yeah. It, it, well, I mean, you know, we'll see how it goes. But I sometimes do alternate weeks. So, like, mm-hmm. one week I'll just do Jesmonite. One week I'll do resin. So then what I can do is spend a Saturday and a Sunday filming all three videos. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's Jesmonite, that's easy, right? Because it's quick set. Yeah, um, true. Mm-hmm. And then if it's resin, I'll plan out what I'm going to do in each video and have everything I need right there. So then I'll just flip the camera angle to the next to the next table mm-hmm. and be like, 
hey everyone welcome back to my channel whereas <laughs> in actual fact i've only just finished filming <laughs> on the other table so right. it just depends on my own um ability to manage my time properly which is what i am struggling with um but at the moment i'm not ahead i was ahead before scotland i was three weeks ahead mm -hmm. But I've come back to being bang on, bang on it. So, okay, so you've got to build up video, the lead now. Yeah, tonight's video. No, um, yeah, tonight's video only got uploaded this morning. Yep. Right. You know what I mean? So at the moment, I've got nothing for Wednesday. I've got nothing for Saturday. So tomorrow, I will be working all day. Oh, that means well, I can tell you on Instagram. I'm making you do a podcast at one <laughs> one a.m. Right. in the morning, so that sh that should help, right? Yeah, absolutely. And just to let you know, it's twenty past two now. But yeah, I'm exactly, staying. exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, but well, maybe that's a good transition. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should start doing things of the week so Claire yeah. can go off to bed. I mean, we don't want to keep her or anything. Well, <laughs> it's only nine nine twenty, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I should go off to bed. I did have one well. more thing that I wanted to ask because yeah. it's very noticeable with your videos. You do appear in some of your thumbnails, but you rarely actually appear in your videos beyond your hands mm -hmm. why um because i just i don't really know i've never really had an answer for it i feel like some like if i'm doing a collaboration i tend to show my face mm -hmm. if i'm doing a collaboration with other youtubers then i'll tend to show my face okay to talk about them <laughs> of course and to, who i'm to collaborating them. with <laughs> yeah right i know <laughs> <laughs> Go check them out. They're amazing. Starting to, um, <laughs> start to see a theme here, aren't we? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, it, well, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is probably the the, the reason. But oh, I yeah. it, it, it definitely is. And and Vincent, we've talked about this so many times, mm -hmm. and that's always been a struggle of mine as well. It's uh, yeah, no, it, 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 there is something to be said that people want to want to know you. Yeah, and want to and, and want to want to they they want to know who you are as a person so i i from someone who really struggled with that and uh and still does like yes it it, it is worth it to to put your face in there more. i started with your back yeah. catalog and i i went through i would say probably about i don't know felt like i went through about 15 videos before i saw your face I just, I just got to really like your voice, so it was like, okay, cool. I like, I like. She's got a very soothing voice, and I really like it. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, she just, it's like milk and cookies. Like, you just sit there with milk and cookies, and you watch Claire make something pretty. But <clears throat> when I saw your face, I'm like, okay, I wasn't expecting that. So, like, why is she, why is she a beautiful woman who's just not showing her face on camera? Like, it's just, it's weird to me. So. Yeah, it personalizes the video. It's not a weird to bit. me. I understand it oh, completely. I, I, I meant yeah, weird. No, I, I didn't mean that in a bad way, yeah, Vincent. Yeah, yeah. I just meant like I I completely understand it. I but, think you yeah. should. I honestly think one of the things that would benefit you, and you know, this is my un my unsolicited not YouTuber advice, but just as someone who watches your videos, yeah, you should be in your videos more because I think they humanize your videos quite a bit. They, you know. This is Claire. This is Claire's crafty corner, but we never see Claire. You know. Yeah. 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 I. You're not the only person to say it to me. Um, yeah. I've had friends and family say it as well. Like you should show your face more, but mm -hmm. I don't feel like people want to do an intro and outro. I mean, Ethan. Ethan's a good example, yeah. right? Ethan doesn't. And you know, I'll just talk about you like yeah. you're not here, Ethan. Um, Ethan does. Usually, usually, <laughs> recently, I haven't been. So <laughs> it's fine. Ethan does an intro and outro, but he's not usually not. Yeah. He usually does a VO for the rest of the video. 
and, and that's exactly the that's exactly the thought process, Vincent. Is like, uh, I'm not I'm not comfortable on camera. It takes me like it takes me like 40 minutes to do like a like a 10 second like on camera spot, which mm-hmm. I'm working on. But that's that's the reason is I'll do it so that people know that I'm I'm this is my video. I'm on it, and then I don't do it. But that's my that's my short term. Fix to that, to your point, Vincent. So right. your 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 observation is a hundred percent spot on. I think it's the right way to go. I think you do a damn good job with it, and I think something like that. I, I'm not believe me. I'm not telling you how to do what you do on YouTube. You have way more subscribers. You do way better than both of us. Yes, for sure. So. I mean, it's not even a question. 100%. But I'm just telling you, as a fan, yeah. I would love to see you introduce the project. You know, okay. start the video or even end the video, even if it's only at the end. Like to yeah. wrap it up and kind of send everybody home, just you holding the product and talking about it. Yeah. I just think it would be really awesome. I think it it might endear more people to you and it might actually help your sales too because then they know who they're buying from. They're not just buying from a set of hands. Just, and you yeah. know what? If you don't want to do that, you're killing it anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, yeah, it's not like you're going to fall on your face if you don't do what <laughs> us uninformed people tell you. Yeah. yeah so. I just, I think, I think the, the videos where I show my face are the videos where, um, I think the last one where I showed my face was the one where I was talking about setting up a YouTube channel. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Maybe. Yep. Um, and then the other times is like my five top tips on using resin. I'll talk to the camera. Um, but when it's actually tutorials, it just didn't occur to me. And even even yeah. then, I've had comments like, "You just want to show off your nail varnish." I'm like, <laughs> "I mean, you do have really wow. nice nails, generally. I mean, you do put a lot of care and consideration into your." Do you know that's because of YouTube? I bit my nails. I was a nail biter. Oh, really? Yeah. I was That's a nail the worst biter. when you get your hands on camera all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I was a nail biter my whole life, and then I started YouTube, and I went to the salon and got nails put on because they were disgusting <laughs> they were just like rotten <laughs> i was like no can't do youtube with those hands and the nail salon saved my nails they saved my nails wow it was it, i was in a chronic very chronic it was a chronic but anyway wow well so <laughs> um, i one of my favorite comments of any of my youtube videos is and it was it was the actually it was right around now it, it's probably a probably this week or next week, uh, the, my stupid um, self-watering planter stand. And one of my favorite, and it blew up on, on Reddit. It was like one of the first videos that blew up. And my favorite comment, though, was, oh, I was started to watch the video. I saw his feet and I <gasps> instantly, unsub- instantly stopped. And literally, so literally my feet are like, I'm wearing like flip flops and it's about like a half a second clip. I'm like, you are so like, I'm actually like, I'm not even mad. You're super like super observant that you saw my feet in that like half second that they were on the camera. So if you're that, like, I'm actually not mad because if you're that like mad about my feet, you are like seriously paying attention to this video. Exactly. Right. You're super focused on my video. So so that's one of my favorite comments ever. That's amazing. Oh, that is brilliant. Yeah, I've not shown my feet on YouTube. I've shown no, don't them do it. Apparently, no, it's a really bad no, thing. No. And and I don't blame. Uh, I don't. I'm. I didn't. I don't disagree either. My feet are gross, but but <laughs> I never thought anyone would actually see them. So this is the weirdest conversation we've ever yeah, had on this show. Yeah, like, and that's to, saying to, a lot. To be fair, it, it, it gets weirder because I've shown my feet on Instagram and immediately got DM'd. 
Yeah, well, probably for different reasons, but I'll just That's leave it. We'll leave it, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> so things of the week, Vincent. Yes. <laughs> Let's do some things of the week. And Claire, typically when we have a guest, we let the guest go first. So what is your thing of the week? Oh, um, actually, I actually was thinking about this. Um, I, I don't really have much. I've just been binge watching in my um, spare time. I'm I'm obsessed with Indian movies right now. Oh wow! Oh wow! Um, oh, on okay. Netflix, they've got a section called Made in India, um, and I just love them. I love them. I love them. Do you um, have a favorite? Um, yeah, at the moment I've got two. I've got one called Queen and one called The Lunchbox. I, I think Queen came up. I feel like it's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, Queen yeah. came up to on t- today. I think actually it came up on my like suggested videos. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Huh. Not right. Bollywood. I, I've watched a few Bollywood films. Um, so I grew up around East London. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really, I grew up in a very multicultural area. So I don't know. India is close to my heart. Um, just love it. I love everything about it. Wow. And Queen is a must. Like, but again, it's not Bollywood. It's very westernized. It's quite yeah, westernized. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'm um, sure for why yeah. it came up on my... <laughs> But the lunchbox is also on Netflix. That's not, or it might be Amazon. They're not. They're not necessarily westernized. They're very much set and based in India with subtitles. Hmm. I love subtitled films. Um, yeah, but that's find, my. I, that's what I've been doing this week. Great. <laughs> I find it different. I find I watch movies differently when there are subtitles, and I mean that in a good way. Like it's, it's a different kind of like focus or a different oh, kind I mean, of gross. Yeah. I'm yeah. very nervous about. I'm very nervous about watching the Squid Game because I haven't watched it yet, and yeah, it's yeah. all Squid South, it's like, South yeah. Korean, and it's all subtitles, and I hate subtitles. But then okay. again, I just watched six seasons of The Americans, and yeah. every Russian scene is it's subtitled. Subtitles. So I was like, but, I could live with it. I'll probably no, be. You okay. know what? The, you know what it is, Vincent. Like that. Like we talked about the. You know the Americans. I think I've gotten better about subtitles mm-hmm. from shows like that, mm-hmm. and and that is actually like i've because yeah i I, i've grown to appreciate it in a different way but it is yeah i'm I'm always like i'm always like a little held back when it's their subtitles and then when i actually watch them i actually enjoy them but last night was our third watch through the series and so you know finishing it up it's like i don't have to watch every subtitle to know every storyline now so yeah, I, right, find right. It, I I now I understand why people I have a lot of like friends who are students of film and mm-hmm. they love French films, you know, black mm-hmm. and white French films. And I was like, how do you watch them? Oh, I've watched it 50 times. I'm like, oh, OK, yeah. Now I'm starting to understand because when you watch something 50 times, you don't need to read the subtitles 50 times. You know what's going on. You're mm-hmm. familiar with the story. So it started to make more sense. But yeah. Good one. The um, so Queen and the Lunchbox, and I will find links they're to that just, somewhere. Yeah, they're just two of many. Like I've watched a lot more traditional Indian movies, and unfortunately, the titles I would not be able to even remember. <laughs> oh, um, I'm sure. But they're just stunning. Yeah, stunning films. Awesome. 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 Yeah. Ethan, your return to thing of the week, sir. Ah, oh, this is not going to be the like. This is not going to be the grand entry back entry. Well, first of all, um, how many are there? Are there one or two? I, I think I just have one this week. Wow, you really yeah, are. And, and it's, a, it's a kind of a weak one, but You're... it's it's kind of like a, a, a call to action to people that wear glasses. Okay. How's that? <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I, I resemble so, this remark. Go ahead. Yes. So um, I wear glasses, as most people know, and I do really bad with contacts. My eyes do not agree with them. I can wear contacts when I'm doing like. 
athletic things. So uh, now I never, I never wear contacts. Um, but, but I, for the longest time I've, I've worn glasses and I have, gl- uh, workshop glasses or protective glasses that go over my glasses mm-hmm. and they, I don't care how I look. I really, I mean, I, you know, I, at least when I'm, at least when I'm doing woodworking or whatever, I don't care how I look, but they're, they don't look good, but they also are, don't fit well. They just are they're clunky. They kind of slip off your nose and mm-hmm. all these things. So for the longest time, for probably about like, probably about 10 years, Vincent, I've been saying I should just get prescription work glasses. Mm-hmm. And I finally did. Oh boy. And so this is not like this is the thing of the week is not like a brand or anything like that. It's literally like if you if you wear glasses and uh and you don't like you don't like to put contacts in when you work in the shop, get get prescription work shop glasses because I got them and they're like $85, which is mm-hmm. not cheap, but not like not breaking the bank. And these things are amazing. They they fit well. They don't actually they make uh, you know, shop glasses, prescription shop glasses that don't look that bad now. Mm-hmm. And they, and they had the side barriers and all those things. And so I think, yeah, I think they were like $85 and it is like, it's super game changer. Like I literally could wear these things all day. They're so comfortable. And it's just one of those things that I dragged my feet for literally like 10 years. And for $85, it's been like the night and day. It's it's such a g- great purchase, and so it's one of the things of the weeks of just go do it. If you if you have to wear glasses and you want to protect your eyes in the shop, get some prescriptive eyeglasses. It's it's funny you say that because I've wanted a pair forever, and now yeah. that I wear progressives, it's like oh man, because now it's a now it's a process to get them done. Yeah, because they got to need those, your... You don't need progressives for the shop. Hmm. Well, the problem is. That beyond my near vision, I can't see crap. If ah. I was all, if I only had glasses that were for my near vision, I'm talking four or five feet away. I can, I start to get fuzzy, and it's like I would have to be taking them on and off. They'd be just as inconvenient. So, right. right. But yes, I want a pair, and if I could find a place locally that could do, like, can help me get in a pair and get my pupil di- my pupil height measured properly so that it, the progressive is it's work. probably less expensive than you think like that's the thing oh i'm not worried about cost i just don't know where to go <laughs> well, I, I think that's that's the one other thing that is like so much of the cost of eyeglasses mm-hmm. are like the actual like not designer but the like the frames themselves which is why i go to warby parker <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so yeah no there and and i wouldn't even like i mean i anyone that's interested i can tell them the site but literally the same pair of frames were on like four or five different sites oh yeah there was a site yeah. that i think i'm almost positive it was david Pachuto that recommended this site um a couple of years ago there was a site that he recommended that you could go online and if you have your prescription, it's like a single prescription. You can yeah. just throw it in there, and they'll just make you a pair and send them to you. And they were like a hundred bucks, so that's where I was looking. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, these are, these are definitely cheaper than even that. And yeah. like, uh, and I have, uh, uh, I, I've got some kind of weird eye thing that, like, even with that, it was still like less than a hundred bucks. Cool. And uh, yeah, no, they're awesome. And I mean, I think the ones I got were called hipsters, so I feel really cool. <laughs> they were like the hipster. Of course they were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. So, but no, it's it's just one of those things where it's. I, I guess the broader statement is like, if there's something that you've been thinking about doing for ten years that are going to make your life more enjoyable, 
do that. You know, like today, not tomorrow. Yeah. One exactly. Of my three rules. It's one of those kind of things. <laughs> one of my three rules. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Um, my thing of the week, and there's a little bit of a story that goes with my thing of the week, and people who are following me on Instagram will probably already know what my thing of the week is, but my thing of the week, I started to do it last year, and I gave up, and it was Inktober. Ink- yes, I was hoping I was hoping and expecting that, but I'm... Yeah. I gave up on Inktober, and I gave up on it because I found it frustrating, I didn't find it fun, I wasn't enjoying it, I wasn't liking the results, I... Nothing about Inktober last year was inspiring me to want to do anything related to art ever again. (laughs) Which is the exact opposite of what it should be doing. Right. And luckily, I didn't let that keep me from going back at it. So one of the things I was doing, I did at the beginning of this year. Yeah, it was at the beginning of this year. I started really learning Illustrator very Mm -hmm. hard. I remember. I started doing like famous cartoon things as I do replicating logos using the tools in illustrator as a way to learn illustrator. And when I got comfortable enough with illustrator, I'm like, okay, I think I've learned everything I'm going to need to know with illustrator. So what's next? I was like, well, next up is procreate. I want to really get good with procreate because if I can learn procreate and illustrator that, that takes care of my drawing and my illustrating and everything I have, everything I need is covered. I got really comfortable using Procreate, like really, really comfortable, and I really love Procreate. It's one, if you don't have an iPad with a pencil, it's a reason to get it. It's that good. It's it's transformative in the way you do digital art. Well, Inktober came around this year again, and I'm like, I really want to do Inktober, but I'll be damned if I'm going to sit there with with my sketchbook and some pencil and some pens again. Like I just wasn't feeling that vibe again. I did not want to do it. It's like, you know, screw it. I'm just not going to do Inktober the way it was meant to do. I'm going to do Inktober, but I'm going to do it in Procreate. (laughs) I love that, by the way. And I am enjoying it so much. Like, I look forward to, I start in my sketchbook with a pencil sketch. I take a picture of it, put it in Procreate, trace it in Procreate, and then do all the line work and the color work and all that fun stuff. And what I love about Procreate is it makes a it makes a video of the process of you making the art. You don't even think about it. It makes a video of everything you make. And then when you're done, you just hit export video and you have instant into Instagram content that isn't just a still photo. It's an absolutely fantastic app. And it made doing Inktober fun for me. It just, it's, I'm enjoying it so much. Like I'm looking forward to finishing this up. No offense guys, but I'm looking forward to finishing this up (laughs) so I can go work on tomorrow's well, the day after, because I've already got tomorrow's scheduled, but I I just love doing it. And Inktober, if you don't want to do ink drawings, don't just use them as creative prompts and do Mm -hmm. something creative with them because they're, they're vague enough where you can interpret them a lot of different ways. And look, I have, you know, Ken Madden is a friend of mine, and Lindsay Lindsay Murphy is a friend a friend of mine, and they just crush Inktober every year. Like they just well, that's that's always been my like hang up is like the people that do it. Are just and I look it. at my stuff, and it's objectively very basic. Okay, no, I know I, I know that about <laughs> it, but I still love it because yes, I can see already. Wait till you see tomorrow's. <laughs> I am so proud of the way tomorrow's came out because I figured something. And this is the other thing. This is what I did with May for Makers, where I was making a video every day um, with Procreate. I figured out some stuff that just makes it work so much smoother. Stuff I didn't know you could do, and I just kind of stumbled into it and was like, oh. And now it's it's just game changing level stuff. So but that's part of like that's part of the benefit of these kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
finding get the reps, forcing it out. Yeah. Get the reps. So I hope, I hope tomorrow's is a picture of me, you and Claire. <laughs> or no, yeah. that's should be Wednesdays. It yes. would be total stick figures. It would be total stick figures. <laughs> because that's about the level of talent I have. Look, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm some great. I'm a better illustrator with Adobe Illustrator than I am an artist with pencil and Procreate. I totally am. But I think for the first time since I tried to reestablish my love of drawing and coloring right, and stuff, right. I think for the first time I finally feel like, okay, this is my medium. I like working with Procreate as opposed to working on actual pen and paper. I just don't enjoy it. I, just, I don't mm -hmm. think I ever will. I'm a digital artist. That's it. And even if I'm a bad digital artist, I'm a digital artist and I'm right, happy right. with it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, Inktober is my thing of the week with a sub thing of the week of Procreate. If you've not already tried it out, I don't know what you're even doing. I, st I still haven't and I need, but I'm the same. That's exactly my hang up is I, I don't think I can draw at all. So you can even if you can't draw for crap, bring something in and trace it. And I'll tell you, right. you get those reps in and of tracing things over and over again. You start to the hardest part of drawing on a screen is the motion. It doesn't act mm -hmm. like an actual pen or pencil. And once hmm. you kind of learn how to draw on a screen, and by the way, I can, you'll see on the next one, my line work is so much better. And it's mm. only day five-ish tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's day five. So basically, Inktober is like building your muscle memory yeah, over, it's, over it's, a month. It's training. It's just training. Yeah. I'm using it as training. Awesome. The same way I used Made for Makers is training mm -hmm. and making videos. You know, it's the yeah. same thing. So highly, cool. highly recommend. Take on Inktober. It's only as this drops, it's going to be the sixth of the month. So you still have catch up. It takes no time at all to do six little sketches, but figure out some way that you can do Inktober. And even if you're not doing it with ink, just do it. You'll enjoy the creative stretch of trying to figure out how to illustrate these prompts. Trust me. Um, people who don't need to illustrate prompts, that's a terrible <laughs> segue, um, are Hall of Fame, as we like to call it, the people who make this show financially possible. And that includes Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLL Woodworks, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, uh, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, Jacob Anguiano from Native Sun Wood Art, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langer Works, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from IMakeJake.com, Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, uh, Justin Ofler from Bear Naked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Adam Mackey, Maker Mackey, and the Clamp Podcast. I will never say Clamp without saying podcast after it. <laughs> Tim and Garrett, Andrew Richard from Andrew Richard Makes, and of course, Kellen Hazlip from Kellen Makes. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for contributing to the show. If you... Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. If you can't contribute financially, that's fine. We understand. Share the show, write a review, tell someone that may like it, or... Even get in touch with us and maybe suggest a guest that um, that might uh, tickle your fancy, and we'll try to get them on the show because we're always looking for new and interesting people to talk to. Um, Ethan, yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. It's okay. You're you out of your practice. Flow. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I know I am really out of practice, um, but I just wanted to give a sh quick shout out to Chris of Cow Dot Craftsworks. He yes. got married this past weekend. Congrats, buddy. That's awesome. Congratulations. So. Yes, marriage is a marriage is a sacred institution that is to be taken seriously and sh yeah. <laughs> oh, I just get this weird this weird you get, cough. Is, that, is that a fly? I, I think I think it might I think I might have swallowed a moth. Um, 
Yeah, no, I was I'm, literally I'm a... thinking, people still do that? <laughs> Is that still <laughs> illegal? I'm kidding. Congratulations. Yes, Chris, congratulations. No, that's awesome, though. I, I'm super pumped for him. It looked like a great time. He's a great supporter of the show. And uh, so I just want to shout him out real yep, quick. He is, he is one of those guys who's always around and always yeah. always comments on every episode, which is great. Exactly, every time we exactly. mention, we don't even have to mention him. Sometimes we'll just get random random replies in our stories like, what? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> what are you even talking about? Do you know anything? <laughs> it's great. Because <laughs> that's Chris's charm. He likes to tell exactly. you you know nothing. It's wonderful. 100%. Hard yeah. to believe he's our friend. Anyway, um, Claire, thank you so much for staying yeah, up so ridiculously you, late to talk to oh, us. Thank and we you really so appreciate much for it. having me. It's quarter to three in the morning for anyone who cares. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm like looking at it's 9.43 and I'm like, I'm so exhausted. I know. I'm just sitting, I, oh. I was going to say the same thing. I'm sitting here looking at the time going, my eyes are like at half mast because I do most of the show with my eyes closed anyway. <laughs> but I'm sitting here with my eyes at half mast going, I am exhausted. And I'm thinking, wait, wait, hold on. Did you go to did you like take a nap before the show at least okay i did take a nap okay but <laughs> good good i was hoping I actually, it, yeah it wasn't intentional because of this just, <laughs> i was just so That's tired even better. i was so tired and then i was like oh that actually really works out well yeah. oh, i can't perfect. take a quick nap my naps are three hours uh, i'm I, terrible i'm, I'm a the terrible worst. napper I don't nap, and if I nap, that's an indication that I'm either sick, not feeling well, or something's wrong. And it's very funny how in tune with that my wife has gotten. Where if I'm if I fall asleep, like if I fall asleep on the couch, when I wake up, she go, Are "You feeling okay? Like is everything mm. okay?" Because I, mean, I don't take naps; I just never do. If, oh wow! If I'm in bed, well it's done. to sleep. <laughs> oh no! Trust me, it's not as interesting as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will have every we will have all your links in the show notes and this way people can find you and hopefully um, patronize your business and uh, subscribe Amazing. to you on YouTube and learn some stuff not about Etsy though no not yeah, on Etsy no, don't buy not. anything from her on Etsy no, commission no, no, her for not. custom that's what you need to do commission yeah. her for custom she does customs she's wonderful she's beautiful she's smart she's got an amazing voice I'll self promote for you technically yeah. you can't self promote for somebody else but I'm going to do it for you you need to do my intro Vincent I will absolutely do I'll do your whole video for you just you, I'll film it you do the you do the voiceover we do like the old kung fu movies where you'll talk oh. and it'll just be my voice coming out of you oh my god dream team <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on and it's it's thank always you. a pleasure talking to you it's much more fun to actually talk to you it's great yeah that's been fun thank you so much um everybody thanks for listening we will be back again next week we do have another guest next week so it's not just going to be ethan and me hopefully it'll be ethan and me i think it's going to be ethan and me but you never know ethan might have to go up to rwanda again mm. but until then have a wonderful week everybody and we will see you next time